a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this episode of Mastering the Game of Life. I am your host, Kim Hamer. I have again taken the chair from Paul Lowe and put him in the guest seat. So we're going to be interviewing Paul today. How are you, Paul? I'm fine, thank you. And I'm an immense, as, as I always do, I'm immensely looking forward to this, uh, this uncertain, this unknown journey that I know you're going to take me on. Well, yes. And today the journey is about the F word. So we're going to talk about the F word in our lives. So Paul and I have had a bit of a chat off air and we've agreed that I've got a whole series of F words in front of me and I'm just going to throw them at him and we're going to see what emerges. How does that sound, Paul? It sounds perfect. And at the risk of stereotyping, Kim, there's one as a, as a true, true Aussie girl that maybe we need to leave out. That was attempt at humour again, but anyway, we move on. We move on. Well, well, perhaps that wasn't funny because that's an F word. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Well, why don't we start there? Why don't we start with the first F word being fun? fun. So, what comes to mind when you think of fun in a clean, above-board kind of way, please, Paul? Uh, no, no, you can't. You can't constrain the guest, Kim. I mean, you, you can't. You know, this this particular guest will, uh, as, as you know, listeners, will go all over the place. So I don't even know half the time what I'm going to say. But that's the beauty of living in the moment, isn't it? So what does fun mean? Fun means that that part of us, that that natural part of us, that we sometimes stroke often nearly almost forget about because we can become so trapped in the everyday reality or what we perceive as reality of everyday life you know mortgage bills to pay relationship challenges you know mouse to feed etc etc you know challenges at work and and it's all you know we, we become conditioned to just do 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 without actually having any breathing space to say well hang on i forgot who i was you know, I don't enjoy this anymore, but, you know, I've got a responsibility. I've got a responsibility in all my relationships, be they personal or professional, and we become trapped. So for me, fun is stepping outside of that, being trapped and saying, okay, this is what I enjoy. This makes me feel good inside. This makes me feel alive. And, it, you know, that feel-good factor, you, know, you just know inside it's a simple three-letter word, fun, but it lights you up inside. You know, I suppose the litmus test of that is, am I smiling? Am I laughing? You know, what's enjoyable to me? Do I feel light and, you know, and young and, 
you know, and not burdened by the everyday reality of life. So I know that's a bit of a long-winded answer, Kim, but that's that's a simple three-letter word called fun. Yeah, I think it, that that's really interesting because I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said, "Does it? What does it make me feel like?" You know, because there's the the fun that's external, and then there's the you know, you know when it's fun when it moves you. I think I think of it. It's like my eyes light up you know, the crinkly bits at the corner of my eyes, you know, and my smiling is it is it sort of heartfelt and genuine and 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 complete, I guess, completely giving myself over to the moment. So I think you touched on a really interesting few points there. And you also mentioned the word feel good. And I think that's really interesting as well, because we often forget that it's important to feel good, don't we? Oh, I think not so much often, Kim, but almost always. As I say, you know, modern day life and the pressure of the media and particularly in the last, you know, decade or so, the the pressure of social media uh, and everything that's this external, uh, well, pressure that's put on us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's life just becomes, and you know, I say this based on so many conversations with so many people around the world, different cultures, different socioeconomic uh, backgrounds. But the commonality is, you know, we're just conditioned to do, do, as I've said before. So, yes, we do forget. We, we definitely forget. We forgot how to enjoy fun. And how to create it. Mm, definitely. You know, I think that's maybe there's also something about we expect fun to just be something that happens. And if it doesn't happen, it just doesn't happen. Whereas we actually have the power to make that, to bring that into our lives, don't we? Absolutely. And that's a lot of that is around the language we tell ourselves. You know, one of my favourite sayings is, I love to kiss the sun and touch the moon. It's, well, Paul, what does that mean? What, what are you talking about? Kissing the sun and touching the moon. doesn't matter. Just use your imagination. And, you know, but you used, you used a brilliant word there, in my humble opinion, Kim, that creativity. Because... Our beliefs become our thoughts and they, you know, they embrace words. We, you know, we've spoke about this in previous episodes and on and all, all this thing around, you know, our thoughts, how they control our feelings. And I think it's Louise Hay when she said something around, you know, if things are not going well in your life, you know, whatever you're thinking about, just change it. People say it's not that simple. Yes, it is. It is that simple. If we just go on this this flirting voyage of creativity and saying, okay, this I don't like this particular situation, be that work, relationship, paying bills or whatever. So let's reframe it. Yes, the bills have still got to be paid, but it's how we view that that, that matters. Yeah. But I think that is so spot on. I think it's the frame we put around things that that really makes the difference. And that's where our, our, I think our personal power comes from. And I think we've had lots of discussions about this uh, in the past. Uh, now you mentioned um, another F word in there that I think it would be appropriate for us to talk about given our previous podcast and that's flirting. Flirting, So yes. talk, t- tell me a little bit about what flirting means to you. Well, I've, I've just got to say to the listeners first, Kim, that, um, you know, Maybe you do need to stop flirting with me. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was another humour call, uh, which seemed to work with mine host. But um, yeah, flirting, it's, it's tied in with the language, Kim, isn't it? It's tied in with the language. And, you know, we, we have a choice about not only the words that we use, 
So I use very emotional language. Now that comes on the back of decades of darkness, depression, being kept down, and everything that went with that. And then I, you know, I realized that we have a choice. Um, and so I deliberately, I consciously use emotional terminology now. You know, my whole way of being, my whole energy is very emotional. It's very love-driven because in very simple terms, the choice we have is love or fear. In its most basic, simplest polarization, it's love or fear. Now, I, as I said, I spent personally spent decades in dark fear, destructive fear, where my mind bullied me and I was, I was a victim. Uh, and that, boy, did I manipulate that and use that to my own advantage as well. And then, as I say, there was that awareness to realize that actually, but what's this thing called love? It's like, well, you can't talk about that, Paul, because you're, a, and I use other people's words, Kim, not my own. You're an alpha male guy from the sharp end of life. Big boys like us don't talk about love. We don't talk about fear. We just deliver. We win at all costs. And all this conditioning and this garbage that I was brought up with for, as I say, decades, and then when the penny dropped and I realized that actually this is such a load of nonsense, the real courage to quote that term of an alpha male guy, because I think generally in modern day society, it's okay for girls to talk about love generally. And, and uh, you know, I do conceive listeners, there's a massive stereotype in there. So sort of semi-apology for that. But guys, oh no, big boys don't cry, win at all costs and all those kind of things. But it's then accepting that as human beings, love does make the world go round. And as, as I say, I've, I've made that choice. And I know now for the last sort of 10 years of having made that choice, um, the, at the risk of using a split metaphor, it's a one horse race. So I use flirtatious language. I use my body language when I'm present with somebody. It's flirtatious. But it's an outward sign of my, my own self-love my own self-discovery and that kind of acceptance of that other person, male or female, so there's no necessarily a sexual connotation attached to it, around, do you know what, let's just dance and let's be like two kids jumping up and down in puddles and let's just, we're back to that word fun again, let's enjoy life rather than facing the perceived harsh reality of what we think it is. Long-winded answer again, Kim, but um, hope that suffices. Oh, it always suffices. And it always leads into another question. I think what I really loved about that is uh, there's a self-discovery available when you allow yourself to flirt. It doesn't have to be, it's not this serious thing. It's playful, it's curious. Um, and it, you know, it harks back to the, the, the thing you were saying before about creativity. Paul, what you're doing when you're flirting is actually creating the moment, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, one of the big, big questions that uh, apparently we can ask ourselves um, is, who am I? And I challenge that. I challenge everything. I challenge myself, in a, but not in a, a sort of negative, constrained way. It's like, okay, well, you know, I was in, in a former life, I did, I studied the Kaizen Continuous Improvement philosophy of whatever we did uh, yesterday, ex which might have been exceptional, will be barely good enough for today, but nowhere near good enough for tomorrow. So there's, as you say, there's this kind of whole, let's just go on a journey of discovery. You know, that's what, that's the beauty of life in the moment. Um, 
you know, and, those, and finding those new pots of gold, those new opportunities, those new relationships, that excitement of, you know, what's going to happen next? I don't know. But having that faith, and there is a word, um, sorry to, try, to uh, turn on your toes, Kim, but faith to know that whatever it is going to be, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So long as we've got the courage, brings in the word courage, to go into new territories rather than sticking with the, well, I've always done it this way all my life. Better the devil, you know. That, that's one way. That's one. That's one choice we have. That's for me is a fear-based choice, and it's about embracing love to say, hmm, okay, let's spread this around a bit because boy, does the world need love, and it always has done, and that's the reality. I couldn't agree more. And it's interesting you um, went to the word faith because that was my next word for you. So I think we are. We are also, when I say in another F word, called flow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so let, let's talk about flow first. Um, that was another another one on my list to, to throw at you um, uh, across the room. So let's talk about flow. Uh, we've had this experience uh, when we've been um, podcasting together and having other conversations. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of learning more about what it takes to be in flow. So I'm going to pass that over to you and, and say, what does it mean? What does flow mean to you? What does being in, in flow mean to you? Wow, what a question. Um, I could come at that from a many, many, many different perspectives. The relationship one is key because isn't our world made up of relationships? But part that for a moment. Just partner, hold me to that fork in relationships. Mm -hmm. We'll come mm -hmm. to that specific in a moment. So flow generally. We're back to that knowing that, you know, it's effortless. You know, when you look at a, a river flowing down, it's not, it's not struggling, it just flows. And if there's something, an obstruction that's landed in the middle of the river or, or the stream, it just goes round it. And that's a great way for... I think describing how life is, not how it should be, but how it is. Once we start reframing things and, and letting go of things that, well, as a human being, well, I'm going to control this situation and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, the reality is, um, and I speak on the back of two um, suicide attempts, that no, no, you're not. There are powers in this world, call it mother nature, you can call it source, you can call it spirit, you can call it God, awareness, consciousness, higher power, whatever you want. But there are things in this world that are way, 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 way above us. Uh, brings in the faith word again, uh, to know that, to tap into that and to be accepting and to let go of this humanness, this ego, this yeah, but I'll do it my way. And everything that goes with modern day living, because it's we're back to that, you know, win at all costs. Um, and I see it so much in people because for the biggest part of my life, Kim, that's who I was. But that was based on fear rather than having the courage to be vulnerable. So I think that vulnerable word is, is a key one of, or a key step to, to being in flow because when we're allowed ourselves to be vulnerable, and I use this term, um, lightly because it's got so many different contexts but surrender surrender to this frailty that that we are as human beings then we really do start to become in flow and things happen that 
initially, and this is why I like to flirt with the word coincidence, when something good happens or something, dare I say, oh, semi-obvious. Oh, that was a coincidence, wasn't it? There's no such thing as coincidence. No such thing as coincidence at all. So, um, yeah, so that, that flow, Kim, somebody said to me recently, when we look, so let's go into the, um, I'm going to use the extreme example because I think it's a good one um, of a, a personal relationship um, of, you know, the masculine and the feminine energy. And somebody described to me recently how the masculine energy is like a very, very strong riverbank. That energy will hold that riverbank sturdy and fast and guide the flow of what is unfolding. The feminine energy flows with its immense power down the middle. And if we was to, if we was to stereotype in a, in a sort of, you know, a man-woman relationship, and it is a massive stereotype, because obviously I think women can have masculine energy, um, guys can have feminine energy, so there's no kind of right or wrong on this. But to bring in your, to answer your question, Kim, what makes good flow in a relationship is polarity. So that if a woman is in very, very strong masculine energy, what's needed for flow is for the, um, for the guy to be in stronger feminine energy so that the, you know, the opposites attract. Because if you've got two masculines in a relationship, they're going to be at loggerheads. Conversely, if you've got two feminine energies in a relationship, it's, it doesn't work. So that polarity and that whole example of a relationship, and yes, I've, I've kind of, you know, took that to the extreme, well, not on the extreme, but um, the example of a personal relationship, but I've done that because I think it typifies whether it's personal or professional, there's, there's good, strong principles in there that serve both. Yeah, I'm struck by the, the um, introduction of the polarity, and, you know, immediately I thought of that whole yin and yang, mm. that what makes, makes the whole work is... Mm. Um, balancing both parts of of either your own energy or your energy in a relationship, whether that's a, an intimate relationship, a friendship, um, a conversation um, with the local cafe owner you go down to every day, um, it, it it's kind of everywhere, isn't it? This uh, yeah. this flow of energy, yeah, absolutely. And the key word that you used there, Kim, in my humble opinion, was balance. Maybe we need to change the wording to that to you know to call it phalanx to tie it in with it, another f word just a thought <laughs> well we we could have a look at that maybe we should discuss that in our future episode i need i need to think about that a little more <laughs> and i have some other f words for you paul <laughs> okay. fire them I, away fire them away okay so I, we're going to take a little bit of a shift now and i want to throw this one at you paul mm. forest wow okay blimey Go where you will. Yeah. um, Okay. This brings in um, from one B word of balance to beliefs um, to another one, beliefs. Um, So, Forrest, um, yeah. In my younger days, I had a belief system that one day I would play for Nottingham Forest. So, Forest were my boyhood team from my hometown in Nottingham in England. And uh, at a time of my life, phase of my life, which lasted for a good few years, um, I experienced extreme violence, cruelty, abuse, neglect at the hands of my stepfather. So I needed something to believe in. 
And that belief system for me, Kim, was, was Forest, which was great to a certain extent until they lost two games back to back. And betrayal, isolation were words that, that came into my heart at the time, to the point where I actually, on the back of that, this is the power of beliefs. And I know, you know, beliefs begins with B as I said, not F, but it's the same kind of thing um, in the context of Forest. But when they lost those two games, I felt that ultimate betrayal to the point where I couldn't cope anymore. You know, they were my raison d'etre. And having let me down and betrayed me, or so I thought, there was only one thing left to do. I needed to end it all. Now, obviously, I'm very happy to say, listeners, that didn't happen. Because if it hadn't done, there'd have been no Mastering the Game of Life podcast for a start. And uh, that was a humour call, Kim, by the way, but uh, obviously fell on stone ground. We move on. So the, the, the forest thing has been massive because whether you like football or not is kind of irrelevant. You know, for me personally, certainly in the earlier years, yes, it was a massive part of my life. Far, far, far less these days. Um, you know, there's an, emotional, there's an emotional trace there from, dare I say, the good old days. Um, so that's one thing. So, but bringing it back to to more modern days, modern days, um, Forest. One of the projects through uh, Mastering the Game of Life and it's people-driven, uh, twinkling, twinkling the eye, I think we can call it, is World Game Changes. Is we've, we've created, we've raised money um, for a food forest in Ghana to, um, to, you know, to create sustenance food for, you know, for the local villages there. So it's interesting how certain words in our world keep, you know, keep coming back to us, albeit in different contexts. So that word forest again, um, you know, I'm now kind of in the middle working with a guy from, um, from, from Denmark, who's very key in planting forests around the world, to do that work on a far, far, far greater scale. So there's a totally different, more positive, empowering connotation of the word forest there. You know, I spoke to another guy recently from Chicago who's on, on the podcast um, and we spoke about his, um, his soon-to-be-born child and, you know, around this whole journey of love and hope. And the name of the child, the, un, um, the unborn child, and it certainly is at this moment of um, having this conversation, Kim, is ironically, is coincidentally called Forest. So the coincidences in our life never end. But like I've already said, listeners, they're not coincidences. They're things waiting to happen. And with that awareness and that surrender and that acceptance, they just unfold. If we allow them and, and let them, and that's when we've got a life in flow because we've had the faith to know that whatever it looks like, it's going to be good. I think that's a lovely way to, to, to shape that forest conversation. I mean, you know, I know a little bit about you, so I know, so know some of that context but it's it's really interesting isn't it how one thing starts as an idea and then all of a sudden it's a bit like I call it the universe provides mm. um, you know I was talking with a client this morning and we've been speaking about some particular opportunities to grow her business in a certain part of the world where she has one big client and uh, this week we've just been on a call this morning and she said um, can you believe it you know this is happening um, we're, I've got agreement to do this. Will you help me to do this? Um, and uh, she's also been um, offered an opportunity to be part of um, an online 
series in the region and that's all happened in a week mm. and part of that has been about her particular decision to actually let go of something that perhaps wasn't working or serving her and focus on what is working and serving her and to build that so i i, I actually want to lead into the next word being focused paul what are your thoughts on being focused it's crucial because and it is about i mean so focus on what it's where we focus our energy where we focus our attention because if we're distracted and you know we're trying we're all over the place we don't really know i use the boxing term so imagine if you're shadow boxing you're punching thin air but if you put a blindfold on you don't know what you're punching and it's the same thing you know that might be a a little bit of a uh, you know, a, a, even a semi-violent connotation of you know punching and whatever. You, but the the principle holds the same. That you know, we need to we need to focus. We need to. Where am I directing this energy? Where am I directing this emotion? Where am I directing this intention? What is it? Because you know, if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for everything. So, what is it we want to stand for? What is it we're looking to attract? Where is that attention? Where's that energy? Where's that focus going? And um, it's as simple as that, really, Kim, because otherwise we're all over the place and we attract anything and, and everything. Uh, and usually that most of that is not what we're after. Yeah, I think that's I think you're spot on. I've had that, you know, experience myself of once once the focus lands, it's like everything comes into flow but sometimes it's quite difficult to focus perhaps um you know when we're you know a couple of words when we're we're fearful um of of what might happen um uh, there's this whole um concept in our world of fomo fear of missing out um so i think sometimes we can be pulled in all sorts of of different directions um and focus can be quite hard for us to achieve so you know do you have any thoughts on 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 that paul yeah it's a question of choice it is literally stripping out all the peripheral distractions and you know it's in podcast conversations like this kim where we where we really do grasp or where we can grasp the concepts of how simple the game of life is and it really is simple but we're not taught that we're taught from a very early age you know certain things certain beliefs we build these up i i liken it to a young child so if you imagine a young child from a very very early age stick a plaster on him or her with a label on that says i don't know you are this then stick another one on then stick another one on and then by the time they you know they've got into those past into those and past those formative years they've got so many damn labels they don't really know who they are they don't know who they are. So it is a question of raising awareness, questioning our own beliefs and having the creativity to change them. Uh, it's a and, question of choice, Kim. And freedom, I think, um, and reminding ourselves that we are free to choose. Yeah, well, I think freedom for me is something that, I mean, that's kind of the top of my tree. That's something mm. that materializes when we've got all these other little building blocks in place because we feel so free and unconstrained and, you know, and, and, you know, we don't suffer as much. I won't say never uh, from the fear, the strangulation of fear. 
it'll creep into our lives, but it's about catching it very quickly. Um, so freedom, well, you know, when we've got all these tools in our box, these simple tools, and uh, when we've got them, we can then start to enjoy a life of freedom, and that's when it's in flow. Brilliant. Okay, I've got my last word in front of me, and this is this is a word that really struck me as I was thinking about what we're going to talk about on this podcast, and you you talk about this F word a lot, and that's forgiveness. Yeah. So so share why that's that's so fundamental to you. I'm glad you've asked that question, Kim, because getting to know you and, and, and catch this word, listeners, intimately, I know that one of your top values is space. Now, forgiveness is about space, because by letting go of things from the past, you know, somebody's done me wrong, that forgiveness is not about him or her, it's about yourself. And what that does by letting go of that toxic emotion, I want revenge on him or her, you know, that negativity, because we, the only person that we're holding uh, to, to, to book there is ourselves. So by letting that go, we're creating space. And I use the example of weeds in a garden. You know, if we want a beautiful flower bed of, of a pretty, pretty colored flowers, and then a weed gets in there and strangles them all, then what we need to do is take out the weed and allow those beautiful flowers to prosper and go. It's a question of space, Kim, creating that space for us, you know, doing that de-weeding, doing that decluttering, getting focused on what really is important in our lives. And yes, severing other relationships, for example, or jobs or whatever the scenario that are not serving us. And that does take courage. I'm not saying that's easy, you know, but once we start learning these 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 rules of mastering the game of life, then life does become much more um, much more in flow. To keep using that word again, so forgiveness is key. You know, I think my, my number one word is is awareness. Everything starts with awareness. But I tell you, it's a pity that um, you know there again that forgiveness doesn't begin with B because that would fit very nicely. In. Um, perhaps we could call it forgiveness. <laughs> I think we should just create a whole new language. <laughs> There's those in the world, Kim, that think I already have. That think I talk to myself on a different planet, but, you know, that's another story. Well, well, perhaps that is another story and maybe another podcast thing. <laughs> yeah. The but, power of words, the power of language. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So in drawing this, uh, this chat with you, this F-word chat, to a close, Paul, is there is there an F word that we haven't covered that you'd like to close on? Wow, you said you'd get your own back, didn't you? You said you'd get your own back. This 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 goes right back to episode one that we did together, Kim, doesn't it? <laughs> it might. <laughs> an F word that we haven't covered. Um, I can't single one out. I really can't. I mean, if the number one word for me is forgiveness. Uh, we've already covered that one. You know, where we're going to go with it, it just, you know, I mean, we, we could use creativity to play with F words all day long, uh, but that's not what's crucial here. I think the crucial thing for our listeners is to, you know, to get these practical pearls of wisdom out and to have that insight around, you know, um, maybe this word, how fallible we are. We use the word vulnerable, but how fallible and weak 
we, we are naturally as human beings. And I use the word weak very loosely in an accepting way rather than I am all things, I am so strong. Maybe that's just a fable that we are telling ourselves. I think I'll leave it there, Kim. I think I'll leave it there. Okay. Well, I think we've had um, a multitude of F words, more than I had ever planned in this discussion. <laughs> so, um, Paul, we've been talking um, in the last couple of uh, podcasts about how how listeners can actually uh, become more involved with Mastering the Game of Life. So do you want to say a few words about that to, to finish, finish the episode? Yeah, um, I mean, certainly Mastering the Game of Life is about the resources that we have. With, um, there's the, the obviously the podcast. So, you know, if you like the podcast, you know, share it on your social media with your friends, family, you know, because these are vital lessons. These really are vital lessons that took decades to, you know, to tap into. And, you know, the amazing guests that we have on on here from all walks of life. It does practice equality, you know, um, as hosts, whether it's me or Kim or Ian or the we really don't care about the labels of black, white, rich, poor, gay, straight. They're just labels. They're irrelevant. Everybody has a story. So we want to hear your story. So share if you like. If you don't like, then email me and let me know why you don't like it. And, um, you know, we'll do something about it because there is a collective voice in this world that absolutely needs to be heard. And mastering the game of life is part of that process. Fantastic. And all your um, contact details are actually in the show notes, aren't they, Paul? That, how people can get in touch with you. They are indeed. And, and my website is paul, uh, uh, paul-low with an e.com. Brilliant. Well, I want to thank you again uh, for allowing me to uh, take my place in the host chair and put you under the spotlight. Uh, for our discussion about the F word or F words as it has transpired. Uh, and all that's left for me really to say to um, our listeners is remember that mastering the game of life starts with our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.